I'm just going quickly because we have no time. All that was spoken by the great sages was very sweet to hear, full of meaning and appropriately presented as perfectly true. So after hearing them, Maharaj Parichi, desiring to hear the activities of Lord Sri Krishna, the personality of God, had congratulated the great sages. So this has no purpose. We are going to the next verse. Samagata Sarvata Eva Sarve Veda Yeta Mutidara Stri Priste Nehata Namutracha Kashanarta Rite Para Anugraham Satma Shilam. The king said, O oh great sages, you have all very kindly assembled here, having come from all parts of the universe. You are all as good as the supreme knowledge personified who resides in the planet above the three worlds, Satyaloka. Consequently, you are naturally inclined to do good to others, but for this, you have no other interest either in this life or in the next purport. Six kinds of opulence, namely wealth, strength, fame, beauty, and knowledge, and renunciation are all originally the different attributes pertaining to the absolute personality of Godhead. The living beings who are part and parcel, entities of the Supreme Being have all, have all these attributes partially up to the full strength of 78%. In the material world, this attributes up to 78% of the Lord attributes are covered by the material energy as the sun is covered by a cloud. The coward strength of the sun is very dim compared to the original glare. And similarly, the original color of the living beings with such attribute becomes almost extinct. There are three planetary systems, namely the lower worlds, the intermediate world and the upper world. The human beings on earth are situated in the beginning of the intermediate world. But living beings like Brahma and his contemporary live in the upper worlds of which the topmost is Satyaloka. In Satyaloka, the inhabitants are fully cognizant of Vedic wisdom and thus the mystic cloud of material energy is cleared. Therefore, they are known as the Vedas personified. Such persons, being fully aware of knowledge, both mundane and transcendental, have no interest in either the mundane or transcendental world. They are practically desireless devotees in the uh, mundane world. They have nothing to achieve and in the transcendental world, they are full in themselves. Then why do they come to the mundane world? By the order of the Lord, they descend to different planets as messiahs to deliver the fallen souls. On the earth, they come down and do good to the people of the world in different circumstances under different climatic influences. They have nothing to do in this world save and accept, reclaim the fallen soul, rotting in the material existence, deluded by material energy. 
ಓಮಜ್ಞಾನಿರಂದ್ಯಾಂಶಲಕಾಕ್ಷಸನ್ಮಿಲಿತಮೇನತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀರೂಪಂ ಸಕಜಾತಂ ಸಹಗನರುಗುನಾಥೀವ ಸಾತ್ವಿತ ಶಬದ್ಯುತ ಪರಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ನದೇವೃಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪದ ಸಹಗನಲಿತಾಶ್ರೀವಿಶಾಖನ್ವಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಗುರುನಾಶಿಂದು ದಿನಬಂಧು ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪಿಷ ಗೋಪಿಕಂಥಾರಧಾಕಂಥನಮೋಷ್ಟುತೆ ತಾಪ್ತಕಾಂಕ್ಷಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ಶವಾನುಶ್ರುತೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರೇ ಪ್ರಿಯ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಾಸಿಂಧುಬೇವಚ ಪತಿಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ನಮರೋಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪದಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಷ್ಟಾಯ ಭೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮತಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮೀತಿ ನಾಮಿನೆನ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ದೇವೇ ಗುರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆನ್ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾಡಿ ಪಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯಧಿಸತಾರಿಣೆನ್ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀದ್ವೈತಗದಾಧಾರ ಶಿವ ಶ್ರೀಗೌಡ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಸೊ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಅಗೇನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಜಾಯ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಆನ್ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಶ್ರೀಮನ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿ ಟು ಬಿ ವಿತ್ ಯು ಅಗೇನ್ ಸೊ ಹಿಯರ್ ದೇಜಸ್ ಕಮ್ ಡೌನ್ to parichit maharaj uh, fasting ground he is going to fast and is waiting for sukadev to come to enlighten him so here he is speaking about the sages who are supreme knowledge personified and they all assemble to do good they come down to do good for others so that is actually the purpose of uh, human life they have to do good for others you know you know it says here in this verse Oh, someone people want to come in now so can they uh, allow them to join some request is coming for some new people to join can you help join put them in in subramaniam prabhu you are there prabhu everyone is joining prabhu there's one more request is coming people no need of request everyone can join in he says he cannot join in you have to allow him okay i have disabled waiting room everyone can join in you can join in now it is the same room idea as last week right yeah there is what is the number 
No, 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 no. What is the number? There's another one, no? You've gone the wrong one, I think. Uh, give me a minute, huh? Someone wants to join in. This one. So, okay, this verse, I don't know, you can see the verse. Let me put this thing down, you can see the verse. Okay, all right. Can you see the verse now? Good. May there be good fortune throughout the universe, and may all envious persons be pacified. May all living entities become calm by practicing bhakti yoga, for by accepting devotional service, they will think of each other's welfare. Therefore, let us all engage in the service of the Supreme Transcendental Lord Sri Krishna and always remain absorbed in thought of Him. So there's a very important point here. By only practicing Bhakti Yoga, then only as they will think of each other's welfare. So in other words, unless a person is a devotee, he cannot be thinking uh, good of others. That's not possible. This is not possible. So when they say about doing welfare, unless you do welfare, you cannot go back to the spiritual world. You see, that's also explained here in this verse. And this verse here, and the Fourth Canto, Chapter 12, Text. You can see in this verse, The self-effulgent Vaikuntha planets by whose illumination alone all the illuminating planets within the material world give off reflected light cannot be reached by those who are not merciful to other living entities. Only persons who constantly engage in welfare activities for other living entities can reach the Vaikuntha planet. So you see how this is a point is made here. So if you're not interested in doing welfare for others, then there's no question of uh, going to even the spiritual world, you know. Yeah, Durva Maharaj has been invited by the Vishnurutas to climb the plane, and they're saying this to him. That because you are doing welfare, only persons who constantly, not just one time or two times, you know, constantly engage in welfare activities for other living entities can reach the Vaikuntha planet. See that? So, again, it says here, this verse, 
शांत समदृश्य शुद्ध सर्वभूत अनुरंजन यताजसाच्युत पदम अच्युत प्रिय बांधव so in this verse persons who are peaceful equipoised clean and purified and who know the art of pleasing all other living entities keep friendship only with the devotees of the lord they alone can very easily achieve perfection of going back home back to godhead so this is another statement so keep friendship and know how to the art of pleasing all other living entities is it that uh, so if you are actually not doing welfare for others then you cannot go home back to god it that's not possible so what is this welfare work what is that welfare work of course it is says that welfare work is four kinds you know and the tenth canto shila prabhupada always quote this verse about welfare i'm just going to show you this verse that what is this welfare you can serve by then 22 35 So in this verse, in this verse here, etava janma sapalyam dehenam iha deish dehisu prane arte dia vacha. श्रेयाचनमेंटी which is considered the most exalted so the sages here today they are giving they are doing the supreme welfare work by actually uh, giving knowledge you understand see and that is also explained in the bhagavad gita krishna says And this verse, Yaidam Paramam Guhyam Mad Bhakteshu Abhidhashyati Bhakti Mahi Param Kritwa Maam Eviyastya Samsayaha. So in this verse, for one who explains the supreme secret to the devotees, pure devotional service is guaranteed, and the end he will come back to me. So you see the word, for one who explains, ah. Huh? the supreme secret in other words someone who preaches 
नाचातास्मनुष्यु कश्मी मे प्रियतम प्रियतरो There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he, nor will there ever be one more dear. So you see, this is the position of a preacher. Krishna is saying, such a person is very, very exalted. The one who preaches uh, Krishna consciousness. Hmm. And this is the most important activity. that krishna actually likes someone preaches krishna consciousness you know so this is also confirmed in, in other places kapila dev also is saying the same point is speaking to his mother devahuti Hmm? So here in this verse, you can see how he says also. can see here also this instruction should be imparted by the spiritual master to persons who have taken the supreme personality of god to be more dear than anything who are not envious of anyone who are who perfectly cleanse and who have developed attachment for that which is outside the purview of krishna consciousness so this instruction uh it should be given in other words this preaching should be done hmm? so preaching is very very dear to the lord you know again here
and this was my dear king yudhishthira the brahmanas especially those engaged in preaching the glories of the lord throughout the entire world are recognized and worshiped by the supreme personality of godhead who is the heart and soul of all creation the brahmanas by the preaching sanctify the three worlds with the dust of their lotus feet and thus they are worshipable even for krishna you see that point hmm? so see how the preaching is so much uh, emphasized uh, sometimes they say our hindu religion we don't we, we don't preach you know we are very quiet we don't have to speak you know and this is the uh, what uh, the uh, talking of a fool you know and here krishna is wanting us to preach widely uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu also came prithivitya ache nagradi gram sarvatra prachar ah uh, mora naam Yeah, but here we are all like thinking that no, no, we need no need to preach. We just keep quiet, you know. That's all. This is nonsense. If anyone want to do the highest welfare work, then he must disseminate this knowledge to everyone, and that is considered as the topmost service. Just like the sages here, they don't want to go back to Godhead. Neither they want to come to the material. The only business is to preach. krishna consciousness and that is what actually give them supreme pleasure uh, even uh, there is also another verse that the gopis and the gopis while they are uh, crying for krishna you know in that crying they are even glorifying the preacher you know even while they are crying they are glorifying the preacher can you imagine yeah it's amazing I gotta show you some verses. Give me a minute, huh? I'm just going to show you how the gopis are crying, uh, speaking about the preachers. Oh, this failure. I have no time for that. So the gopis, they are searching for Krishna.
they're searching for him while he were, he disappeared, you know. I'm looking for the verse for that. So while they were looking for him, After Krishna disappeared, is it ten thirty one nine, Prabhu? Ten thirty one nine, huh? Okay, good. Let me see. Yeah. So this verse is also here. Let's go to that. So here you can read also. The nectar of your words and the description and activities of the life and soul of those suffering in the material world. This narration transmitted by learned sages eradicate one's sinful reaction and bestow good fortune upon whoever hears them. These narrations are broadcast all over the world and filled with spiritual power. Certainly those who spread the message of God are most munificent. See that? So you see how the uh, the preaching is so essential. Another place here again, you can see here in other words. In 1129. Yeah, also it says, In this chapter, it says, the Lord is very pleased. Twenty-six. You see here. One who liberally disseminates this knowledge among my devotees is the bestower of the absolute truth. And to give him, and to him I give my very own self. So you see how uh, the preaching is so much stressed. That's why uh, one must come to the level of being a preacher, you know. If it doesn't come to the level of preacher, then there's a good chance that he may fall down. Because preacher means second class platform. 
If a person does not come to this level and he remain in the third class platform, and then the third class devotee, he has no strong faith, so he will fall down. It's a very dangerous platform, you know. Even to understand that you are not this body is also second class, you know, I'll show you here. The three classes of the body. Uh, Mantra seven of Isho Upanishad. Except for the Madhyama Adhikari and Uttama Adhikari described above, no one can correctly see the spiritual position of a living being. Except for the Madhyama Adhikari and Uttama Adhikari described above, no one can correctly see the spiritual position of a living being. The living entities are qualitatively one with the Supreme Lord, just as the sparks of fire is qualitatively one with the fire. Yet the sparks are not the fire as far as quantity is concerned, for the quantity of heat and light present in the sparks is not equal to that in the fire. The Mahabhagavata, the great devotee, sees oneness in the sense that he sees everything as the energy of the Supreme Lord. Uh, so you see, to just to understand that we are not the body is also a very high platform. You know, although we theoretically we are hearing, uh, we know oh, we are not the body, we are not, but to realize that, uh, that is second class platform. So unless we come to the second class platform as a preacher, uh, we will become very, uh, you know, offensive, you know, because we remain in the third class platform, then we will always do this backbiting, fighting, quarreling, fault finding, all this nonsense, you know, as explained here, you can see. I'm going to show you another verse. So in this verse you see, sometimes a neophyte devotee offers all the paraphernalia for worshipping the Lord and he factually worships the Lord as the deity. But because he is envious of the authorized devotees of Lord Vishnu, the Lord is never satisfied with his devotional service. See this point here? This is the third class platform. The third class platform, he is very expert in worshipping the deity, but he is envious of the authorized devotees of Lord Vishnu. Hmm? 
Deity worship is specially meant for purifying the neophyte devotees. Actually, however, preaching is more important. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said, Nachatasma Manusyeshu Keshime Priyakratamaha. If one wants to be recognized by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he must preach the glories of the Lord. One who worships the deity must therefore be extremely respectful to the preachers. Otherwise, simply worship the deity will keep one in the lowest stage of devotion. With this point here, Prabhupada is making. My dear king, of all persons, a qualified Brahmana must be accepted as the best within the material world. Because such a Brahmana, by practicing austerity, Vedic studies and satisfaction, becomes the counterpart body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, from the Vedas, we learn that the Personality of Godhead is a Supreme Person. Every living entity is an individual person, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is the Supreme Person. A Brahmana is well-versed, who is well-versed in Vedic knowledge and fully conversant with transcendental matter, becomes a representative of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, one should worship Shaja Brahmana or Vaishnava. A Vaishnava is superior to a Brahmana because Whereas a Brahmana knows that is Brahman, no, not matter, a Vaishnava knows that is not only Brahman, but also an eternal servant of the Supreme Brahman. Therefore, worship of a Vaishnava is superior to worship of the deity in the temple. This is a very important point here. Siddhat here, Prabhupada is making. Huh? Therefore, worship of a Vaishnava is superior to worship of the deity in the temple. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, Saksha Dharitvena Samasa Sastra, in all the scriptures, the spiritual master who is the best of the Brahmana, the best of the Vaishna is considered to be as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It does not mean, however, that the Vaishnava thing himself God, for this is blasphemous. Although Brahmana or Vaishnava is worshipped has been as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, such a devotee always remains a faithful servant of the Lord and never tries to enjoy the prestige that might accrue to him for being the Supreme Lord's representative. So you see this point here. Hmm? So of course then we read this verse, this now, uh, the preacher, very dear, as admitted by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, Nachatasma Manusya Shukashmi Me Priyakratamaha, the Brahmanas preach the cult of Krishna consciousness all around the world. And therefore, although they worship Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord also recognized them as worshipable. The relationship is reciprocal. The Brahmanas want to worship Krishna. Similarly, Krishna wants to worship the Brahmanas. In conclusion, therefore, Brahmanas and Vaishnavas who engage in preaching the glories of the Lord must be worshipped by religionists, philosophers, and people in general. At the Rajeshwara Yagya of Maharaj Yudhishthira, many hundreds and thousands of Brahmanas were present, yet Krishna was selected to be worshipped first. Therefore, Krishna is always the Supreme Person, but by his costless mercy, he recognized the Brahmanas as the dear most to him. So you see how does end the Bhaktivedanta purpose of the seventh canto, 14th chapter, 
of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Idle Family Life. So you see how uh, it's so important uh, for the preacher. The preaching position is very glorious. So a person have to know, not that, you know, he becomes a preacher without knowledge. That, that doesn't work, you know. First we learn how to act and act means we have to know. If a person has no knowledge, then how you can preach? That is bogus, you know, not simply speculate. A preaching means that he not speak his mind. That is, that is not a preacher. A preacher means that he must be always quoting the Shastra. Hmm. That is the meaning of a preacher. To explain here. Austerity of speech consists in speaking words that are truthful, pleasing, beneficial, and not agitating to others. Also, in regularly reciting Vedic literature. One should not speak in such a way as to agitate the mind of others. Of course, when a teacher speaks, he can speak the truth for the instruction of his student. But such a teacher should not speak to those who are not his students, if he will agitate their mind. This is penance as far as talking is concerned. Besides that, one should not talk nonsense. The process of speaking in spiritual circle is to say something upheld by the scriptures. To say something uh, upheld by the scriptures. One should at once quote from scriptural authority to back up what he's saying. At the, that, at, that, at the same time, such talk should be very pleasurable to the ear. By such discussion, one may derive the highest benefit and elevate uh, human society. There's limitless stock of Vedic literature and one should study this. This is called penance of speech. So this is very, very important point. Now that you simply speak some nonsense, speculation that is going on now in, in our so-called spiritual circle, everybody speaks their mind. And he, as, as long as he can get a million followers in his YouTube, uh, you know, what channel, and he can speak anything he likes. Hmm? You understand? This is nonsense. This is completely cheating. This is Prabhupada saying, what you say, you must back up with Sadhu, Shastra, Guru, especially Shastra. And if you cannot speak and quote Shastra, that means you have no knowledge. That means you are bogus. You see, it is explained uh, in this verse, you see, when you become spiritually advanced, the first thing you get is knowledge, you know. The first thing you get when you say you are an advanced person is that you will get knowledge. This is spoken by Narada himself. Hmm? You can see in this verse, Narada Muni, he took the remnants of the food from the, the, the Vedantists, the, the spiritually advanced people. And he's speaking about his experience, you know. And he's saying here, you see what he's saying. 
O Brahmana, thus by the Supreme Lord Krishna, uh, I was endeavored first with the transcendental knowledge of the Lord. You see this thing here? Uh, when he became perfect, the first thing he got was what? What did he get? Some prasadam. Of course, he got prasadam first. <laughs> he had the prasadam from the sages. And after he got, his heart became purified just like the sages. And the first thing he got was endowed with transcendental knowledge of the Lord as incalculated in the confidential parts of the Vedas. So knowledge from where? From the Vedas. He didn't get some knowledge from some, you know, Oxford dictionary or something, you know. Huh? He got the knowledge from the Vedas. Then with spiritual opulence, then he got this mystic power. And then with this intimate loving service, then he got love of God. So he goes through stages. You understand? So getting knowledge is very, very essential. It is not some, you know, kind of a, you know, what do you say? Speculation. It's also explained here in another place. So therefore, you know, we have to understand hmm? Yeah, again, the same point is uh, said in another place. How important is a person who is advanced, he gets this knowledge. This is spoken about Rishabdev. You know, Rishabdev is speaking here, not Rishabdev, the Sukadev Goswami is saying this. King Parajit asked Sukadev Goswami, My dear Lord, for those who are completely pure in heart, knowledge is attained by the practice of Bhakti Yoga. You understand here? Uh, and attachment to fruitive activity is completely burnt to ashes. They no more karma. They don't want to do this karma kanda stuff all. For such people, the powers of mystic yoga automatically arise. They do not cause distress. Why then did Bishop Dev neglect them? This is the question, you see. So a pure devotee, these must have knowledge. So you go to such people for knowledge. You don't go to them for asirvad, you know, go and touch his feet and, you know, uh, this, 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 is, this has become some nonsense. They go for asirvad. The real thing is going for knowledge. Krishna also said that, you know, here in this place here, in the famous verse, what is that? 434, is it? Hmm? 434, huh? okay, see here. Very important, huh? This is one verse before that famous verse, you know, Tatviti Parnipatena Pariprasana, but they don't know this verse. Everybody look at that verse, but this verse they don't want to study. Yeah, 
O chastiser of the enemy, the sacrifice performed in knowledge is better than mere sacrifice of material possession. After all, O son of Prita, all sacrifice of work culminate in transcendental knowledge. Here, having spoken this verse, now we go to the next verse. This is the famous verse that has been, uh, you know, quoted many times. Tatvidi pranipatena pariprasnena sevaya upadeksyantite gyanam gyanina tatva darshinaha. The translation, just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master. Uh, inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. But they are saying, no, 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 you go to the living guru, you need some living guru. If he's a fool also, doesn't matter, but as long as he's breathing, he's okay. What kind of philosophy is that? Just before saying this, Krishna is speaking about knowledge, and you go to a self-realized soul for what? Some chapati? What is this philosophy? Because he's a living representative. You need a living. <laughs> huh? But then Prahlad Maharaj got the knowledge from uh, Narada Muni and he was not seeing each other. How is this possible? Yeah? Lord Brahma got the knowledge from Krishna and he didn't even see him. He just heard. Tapa. So all this crazy philosophy is circulating in the market to, you know, for, for the, you know, so-called fools to attract, you know. They want to make a living. Do they have some couple of disciples? Again, they can get their diacha party to eat, you know. That's the whole idea. Not for you getting chapati, but for you giving them chapatis, you know. You understand? So this is, has become completely bogus. You see how today's verse, the sages, they travel from universe all over the world as messiahs to preach Krishna consciousness. Yeah, preaching. This is so important. Preaching means giving knowledge. And here Krishna is saying you should go to him to get knowledge. Yeah. But all these people, they are saying, no, no, you don't go to them. for You just go to a breathing person, somebody who is breathing. If he has no knowledge, also doesn't matter. As long as he's breathing, he's all right. So what kind of philosophy is that? Hmm? I can show you again some more places how this knowledge is so essential. In the third canto, Chapter 28, hmm? sorry, maybe it's 26, give me a minute, that Kapila, you see here he's saying in this verse, there's so many places, this is, you know, so many verses are there explaining this point. Here, you see this. Jnanam nisriyasyartaya purushasyatmadarshanam yadahur varne tatte radaya granti bedanam. Knowledge is the ultimate perfection of self-realization. I shall explain that knowledge unto you by which the knots of attachment to the material world are cut. Ah. You understand this point here? Huh? So this knowledge is very essential. You know, it is not that this whole thing in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, no, four to what? Uh, Imam Raja Rishu Viduha. 
this knowledge was given to the sages, I mean, to, to the uh, Raja Rishis, and they heard it. Ah. So you see how knowledge is so essential. And again here in another place, Lord Shiva is also speaking. Lord Shiva is also saying the same point. Let me show you this verses so that you will know what we are driving at. And this verse, he says here that how I am imparting this knowledge. Give me a minute. I'm just going to locate that verse. Lord Shiva is praying to the Supreme Lord. Uh, a source of knowledge. Give me a minute. I'm trying to look at this verse. It's a very important verse. Someone can find for me 424. Uh, can help me out. It is in chapter 4, Canto 424. Uh, okay, here, yeah, it is here. All right, I got it. Sorry for the delay. See, in this verse spoken by Lord Shiva, again it says here, in this material world, there are different types of achievement, but of all of them, the achievement of knowledge is considered to be the highest because one can cross the ocean of Nisain only, by, only on the board of knowledge. Otherwise, the ocean is impossible. You see, uh,
So you see how important and relevant uh, this whole subject is. Yeah. If we don't have knowledge, then it's not possible to make any spiritual advancement. That's why when Krishna came, he, the most important thing he left behind was the knowledge, both to Krishna and to Uddhava. You know. So anyone who hears this knowledge, then very quickly, you know, he becomes detached from this material world. You know, if you don't get this knowledge about God, then all this knowledge that you're getting, material knowledge, is simply some waste of time, you know. Hmm? Right? It's explained also here in another place. In the 11th canto, you can see here. And this 11th canto, it says, Udava is speaking. Oh, give me a minute. Oh, here. My dear Uddhava, an intelligent person should never take to literatures that do not contain descriptions of my activities which purify the whole universe. And that I create, maintain, and annihilate the entire material manifestation. Among all of my pastime incarnation, the most beloved are Krishna and Balaram. And so-called knowledge does not recognize these activities of mine is simply barren and is not acceptable to those who are actually intelligent. See this point here? Yeah. 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 Uh, Suppose you study the Shastra, so-called, but you don't come to the conclusion of worshipping Krishna, then that is also useless. Yeah? That is also useless. My dear Uddhava, the man is certainly most miserable who takes care of a cow that gives no milk. 
an unchaste wife, a body totally dependent on others, useless children of wealth, not utilized for the right purpose. Similarly, one who studies the Vedic knowledge devoid of my glories is most miserable. You understand? So anything not related to Krishna is simply, you know, is a, is a what a, a sit, sitting place for the crows. Uh, the crows, they go there. <clears throat> and especially this, you know, Srotra, Vidini, Rajendra, you know, all this Grahamedinam, they have got so many subjects to hear. But that is useless. Uh, useless. The real knowledge uh, is to understand about Krishna. In fact, Krishna himself says, go above the Vedas. Even Vedas, Krishna said, go above that. Because they deal only in, uh, you know, Nestragunya Bhavarjuna, you know. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna said that. Huh? I think in chapter 2, tax uh, 50, 52, is it? What is that? Naistrai Gunya Babarjuna. 45. 45, huh? Also, Krishna says, as early in the Bhagavad Gita, it says, uh, 45, huh? Trigunya Vishaya Veda, Naishtraigunya Bhavarjuna, Nirdvando Nitya Satvasto, Nirjoga Chema Atmavan. The Vedas deal mainly with the subject of the three modes of mental nature, who Arjuna become transcendental to these three modes, be free from the dualities and from all anxieties of gain and safety, and be established in the self. See that? So we have to learn, have to understand that this knowledge from Krishna is the topmost. And if you can understand that knowledge, that Krishna is all in all, then your understanding is perfect, you know. Hmm? Uh, you see here, whoever knows me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead without doubting is the know of everything. Therefore, he engages himself in full devotional service to me, Osan of Bharata. See? Krishna is saying, to know Krishna means the ultimate in knowledge. Iti guyatamam sastram idam yuktam maya anagaha etad buddhva buddhimansyat krita kritascha bharataha. This is the most confidential part of Vedic literature, O sinless one, and it disclosed now by me. Whoever understands this will become wise and endeavors, and his endeavors will know perfection. So anyone who knows about Krishna, as Krishna says, you know, 719, correct? Uh, that is knowledge. Knowledge doesn't mean that you study the Vedas and, you know, become a big scholar or something. Uh? This is the ultimate of knowledge to know Krishna is all in all. Bhavunam Janmanam Ante Gyanavan Mahamprabhadyante Vasudevan Sarumiti Sahamatma Sudurlava 
after many many births one who knows one who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is such a great soul is very rare you know very rare this is the this is the position of a great soul but others all the others they are not considered as great souls you know hmm? the others are not considered as great souls jnana yagena chapi anye others ஜெயந்தோமாசிதேக்கோமுகம்ஜிதோல் so only one who has knowledge about krishna is considered as the rare soul you know anyone other than that is not considered by krishna hmm? again krishna says here again krishna says here this process is the supreme intelligence of the intelligent and the cleverness of the most clever for by following it one can in this very life make use of the temporary and unreal to achieve me the eternal reality so to know that krishna is the topmost is the ultimate even if you do not know anything but if you know krishna is all in all then you are considered a topmost devotee you know if you know everything and you don't know krishna then what is the use of that that is a waste of time so therefore the sages who travel all over the world they are doing that kind of work to preach about krishna they're not traveling everywhere to speak about some crazy things just like narada muni went and he was singing some demigod songs you know and he was cursed yeah, i'll show you so this so that you know because the demigod thing is very prominent among you know uh, indians hmm? see here he says and the chapter 7 15 Narada Muni is speaking about himself. Mm. 
Long, long ago in another Mahakalpa, millennium of Brahma, I existed as Gandharva known as Upabarhana. I was very respected by other Gandharvas. I had a beautiful face and a smiling and a pleasing, attractive bodily structure. Decorated with flower garland and sandalwood pulp, I was most pleasing to the woman in, of my city. Thus, I was bewildered, always feeling lusty desires. I mean, this is a description of a playboy, no? Correct? Kandarwa, he was a playboy, yeah? And once there was a Sankirtan festival to glorify the Supreme Lord in assembly of the demigods and the Gandharvas and Apsaras were invited by the Prajapatis to take part in it. Narada Muni continued, being invited to that festival, I also joined and surrounded by women, I began musically singing the glories of the demigods. See, I began musically singing the glories of the demigods. Because of this, the Prajapatis, the great demigod in charge of the affairs of the universe, forcefully cursed me with this word. Because you have committed an offense, may you immediately become a sudra devoid of beauty. See that? Uh, nowadays, what to speak about speaking songs of demigods? I love you, I love you, I love you. This I love you is going on in every song. Yeah, and what kind of a what kind of dog they going to become next life? Yeah, yeah, this is all complete nonsense. The whole process is to glorify the Lord, and that is the purpose of this human life. And even even Yamaraj said, you know, if you don't glorify, bring me those people who don't use their tongue to glorify the Lord. But those who are glorifying, you don't go there. Even in dreams, you don't go there. So you see how important this knowledge is. This is the ultimate of the knowledge. So what is that knowledge? Uh, it is the last verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam. The, the last thing, that is the knowledge. What is that? Hmm? This is the last verse of the 12th canto. Hmm? Nama Sankirtanam Yesya Sarva Papa Pranasanam Pranamo Dukkha Samanastam Namami Harim Param. This is the last. I offer my respectful obeisance of the Supreme Lord Hari. The congregational chanting of whose holy name destroys all sinful reactions, and the offering of obeisance on whom relieves all material suffering. See this point. This is the conclusion. Ah, this is also spoken again here. We go back to Narada Muni. Yudhishthira Maharaj was asking this question. Very important how the householders also can become successful. So in this verse he's saying, Dharmate graha mediyo varnita papa nasanaha grasto yena padavim anjasa nyasim yet. So he's saying here, the process of chanting the holy name of the Lord is so powerful 
that by this chanting even householders grahasthas can very easily gain uh, the ultimate resolve achieved by person in the renounced order maharaj yudhishthira i have now explained to you that process of religion this is the ultimate of knowledge to chant the name of god krishna and if you get all other knowledge and you don't do this then what is the use hmm? what is the use is simply wasting time shramam eva ekevalam anything that not come to this conclusion uh, what is that verse shramam eva kevalam one uh, one to what uh, i think is one One to sixteen, Prabhu. One to sixteen. Yeah. So here, not this was. One to eight, Prabhu. One to eight. One to eight. धर्मम स्वानुसिस्ता पुंसम विश्वक्षेन कथा सुया नो उत्पड़ेयतिम श्रमम एवलम से दॉक्युपेशनल एक्टिविटीज अ मैन पर्फॉर्म अकॉर्डिंग टू हिज ओन पोजिशन आर ओनली सो मच यूजलेस लेबर इफ दे डू नॉट प्रोवोक अट्रैक्शन फॉर द मैसेज ऑफ द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड इट You see this point, huh? Hmm? If they do not come to the point of uh, Krishna consciousness, <clears throat> then simply it is wasting time. Hmm? See, another place is also said the same point. This verse, you see, Sadvarga samya maika hanta ha sarva niyama chodana ha tad antayade yo no yogam avahayur shrama. Is it that shrama vaha ha? The word shrama, you know, that uh, wasting uh, shrama avaha ha a waste of time and labor. Is it that? Ritualistic ceremonies, regulated principle, austerity, and the practice of yoga—all meant to control the senses and mind. But even after one is able to control the sense and mind, if it does not come to the point of meditating upon the supreme Lord, all such activities are simply labor in frustration. So, in other words, knowledge. is essential and once you get it not that you keep it if knowledge is not used to preach then that knowledge will also disappear 
the only way to keep the knowledge is to keep continuously preaching so therefore our movement is based on preaching our krishna kaajas movement is based in following the footsteps of the mahajan and the mahajan they don't eat and sleep ah uh, brahma is sleeping eating lord shiva is sleeping eating ah uh, the mahajan their whole their, their whole purpose is to preach krishna consciousness so we are following the greatest mahajan that is prishla prabhupad and proper as emphasize preaching is the essence our movement is based on preaching and therefore we have to read the books we have to hear associate with the bodies learn the philosophy and then speak what you know not necessarily you have to wait until you read all the bhagavatam and everything and then go and preach what you have heard you speak that's all the idea of preaching is this Now that you go and try to you know know oh I will speak a better example than Prabhupada I I think I know how to explain better It is some nonsense ah huh? what is that verse nineteen one five two is it um, let me see I'm I I I think this is the verse. I hope this is the verse. Yeah. This bhakti lata beach is received from the spiritual master by the grace of Krishna. Other seeds called anya bilas the beach and karma beach and jnana beach. If one is not fortunate enough to receive the bhakti lata beach from spiritual master. instead cultivate such seeds as karma bija and jnana bija or political social sadantku bija however the bhakti lata bija is different from these other bijas the bhakti lata bija can be received only through the mercy of the spiritual master therefore one has to satisfy the spiritual master to get the bhakti lata bija yasha prasada bhagavat prasada the bhakti lata bija is the origin of devotional service unless one satisfy the spiritual master he get the bija or the root cause of karma jnana and yoga without the benefit of devotional service but one who is faithful to the spiritual master get the bhakti lata bija this bhakti lata bija is received when one is initiated by a bona fide spiritual master after receiving a spiritual master mercy one must repeat his instruction and this is called shravan kirtan hearing and chanting one who has not properly heard from the spiritual master and who does not follow the regulated principle is not fit for chanting kirtan this is explained in the bhagavad gita vyavasyaatmika buddhi ekah guru nandana one who has not listened carefully to the instruction of the spiritual master is unfit for chanting or for preaching the cult of devotional service one has to water the bhakti lata beach by receiving instruction from the spiritual master see one who has not uh, one who has not listened carefully to the instruction of spiritual master unfit for chanting or preaching the call of devotional service and one who has heard he must repeat uh, the instruction of the spiritual master you not try to think that he uh, he knows better this is another nonsense yeah after receiving the spiritual master mercy one must repeat his instruction uh, not change uh, 
oh prabhupada not relevant anymore no he's dead and gone i will be i'll become the new prabhupada and i'll try to speak this uh, you know i know better yeah, this kind of nonsense it will simply bring ruination to the uh, to the to the, to the, to the practitioner spiritual life so you have to be very careful so i think i've taken a lot of time sub what 10:30 now is 12 o'clock wow it's a very long class so i will stop here anybody got any questions i'm opening to all of you you can come on and then you can speak if you have questions chat huh? how to see the chat better go to see the chat stop believe me thing where you see the chat like chat over here okay there's a chat hare krishna achievement of knowledge huh? from the top They're not going anywhere. Okay, I think this much is only there. Only one question. Only one question. Oh, another one is coming. Hare Krishna, achievement of knowledge, topmost. But what kind of knowledge to be? I'm asking for supporting verses also. Those verses we say knowledge has to not only be gained. what a what supporting versus the knowledge knowledge means uh the science of krishna consciousness uh as krishna says knowledge about him and that is what is knowledge uh one who has practiced bhakti what is that vasudeva bhagavati bhakti yoga prajyojita janatu asu gyanam uh chahai to come so knowledge about god knowledge and that is explained in the bhagavad gita what is that knowledge then right? i'll show you huh? how to go there how to go out of the chat close what is that knowledge krishna is explaining that knowledge this is the knowledge yad gyanto na punar moham evam es yasya sipandava yena bhutani aseshani drakshne atmato mahi what is that knowledge this is the knowledge having obtained real knowledge from a self realized soul you will never fall again into such illusion for this knowledge you will see that for this knowledge what is the knowledge you will see that all living beings are but part of the supreme or in other words they are mind in other words the knowledge that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and we are part and parcel of him we are his minute servant that is the knowledge there's no other knowledge beyond that that krishna is god and we are his servant that is the knowledge you know
So that is also explained here in this verse. Tesham satata yuktanam bhajantam pritipurvakam dame buddhiyogam tam yenamam upayantide. This is the knowledge. To those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding to which they can come back to me. They can come to me. That's the knowledge to go back to God. Huh? You know, if you know Krishna is God, then that's the conclusion. Hmm. That's the knowledge. Janma karma jami divyam evam yo vedi dadvataha chakta deham punar janma neite mameti so juna. This is the knowledge. One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activity does not upon leaving the body takes birth again in this material world but attain my eternal bone, O Arjuna. One who knows the knowledge that Krishna is all in all, that is the knowledge. So how to go back to again the chat. Huh? How you press all oh, the six. Okay. Can it be understood? How you make this smaller so I can see this thing? Hare Krishna Prabhu, can it be understood that preaching here means anything in relation to Krishna consciousness? For example, even supporting preaching or assisting devotees in preaching. Yes, if you can help the preacher, that is very good. Sometimes some people cannot preach directly, so they can assist the preachers. And that is also, like Prabhupada said, if you clean the floor of the temple or you dress the deity, uh, that's also good, supporting. But you cannot, in the process of dressing the deity, as I've explained, thinking that you are higher than the preacher. For this example, one of our devotee went to the temple in the Vrindavan and one of the Goswami's temple and the Pujari was doing his Aarti and then he said to the to the, our our devotee, he said, uh, "If you are fortunate, next life you can take birth in Vrindavan and become a pujari and serve the deities." So she went back and told Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, "If he is fortunate, next life you can take birth in our Iskon and become a preacher." Prabhupada said that. So therefore, you have to understand that although we can support. Uh, but we should always remember the exalted position of the preachers. That's why Krishna says, among all, the one who gives the knowledge is topmost. I've explained that at length. Yes, so a preacher is very valuable because he's doing what Krishna is supposed to do, spreading Krishna consciousness. 
All right. How to be truthful and at the same time pleasing to hear. How to be truthful and at the same time pleasing to hear. That is an art. We have to practice how to speak truthfully yeah, at the same time pleasing. But if you speak to the non-devotees, it's very difficult because they're not interested in whatever you got to say. The moment you say birth, that old age disease, they don't like to hear. Because the word death is something they just don't appreciate. They like to hide away from that. So therefore, preaching is usually done to devotees' circle. Or oh, someone who's pious, yes, you can preach to them. But those who are envious, the best is to avoid. For example, a pujari assists in temple service. His service also becomes comes under preaching. Yes, I already explained this point. You should not think that is more than the preacher. Uh, I used to read a lot of articles every day and quotes because I preached a lot of people in everyday reading is enough or need to read from the books still more for the reading started to be completed. Of course, you have to read. The Prabhupada has written all the books, you know, but preaching means to whatever you realize you speak, you know. Not that uh, you speak something you, of course, you cannot preach what you have not realized. So whatever you know, you preach. And it's best that preaching is to give the book. You know, as Prabhupada, one devotee went to a program and he had a big preaching session and he came back and reported to Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, we have a fabulous program, you know, I mean, there's so many people, we're preaching. And Prabhupada asked him, how many books did you distribute? Oh, we forgot to bring the books. Oh, really? Then your preaching is zero, Prabhupada said. You know, what is the use of your three-minute preaching? You understand? The main idea is to somehow rather give Prabhupada his books to someone. You know, what, what preaching we can do? Hmm? Uh, Hare Krishna, it is it is it it is a bit unrelated, but they are supporting with the fact that Krishna's body and his self are non-different. Yeah, there are verses that Krishna's body and his self is non-different. As explained in the Bhagavad Gita. In the Bhagavad Gita chapter 4, it says, Krishna says, For in this verse he's saying 
आजो पीसन अव्यात्मा भूतानम ईश्वरो पीसन प्रकृतिम स्वयं अधिष्ठया संभवमि आत्मायया Although I'm unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates, and although I am the Lord of all living beings, by my internal energy I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. And there's no difference between Krishna and Krishna's body, you know. Uh, Krishna's body is transcendental. Krishna's body is never material, you know. There's so many verses that says, "Maya cannot touch Krishna." Hmm. This is in the Bhagavad Gita. It says, "Oh, also here Krishna says in this verse also." अवजानते मुद्दा मनुष्य तनम अस्तित्व परम भाव अजानंत मूत महेश्वर फॉर्म <clears throat> you know the next verse krishna and his body there there's no difference and see in this verse one who consider the body of krishna to be material should be driven out of all rituals and activities of suti and smriti and if by chance if and if one by chance sees his face one should at once take bath in the ganges to rid himself of infection so you see how krishna's body is it's not like our body that's why krishna say you know श्री भगवान उच बहुनि मे व्यतिता जन्मने तवर्जुन तने अहम वेद सर्वाणी नात्मेदेट Whereas the Lord's body, He remembers everything. That shows His transcendental position. So we should not try to equate our body and the body of the Lord. There's two different subjects. You know. Says again here. 
my transcendental body sachid ananda vigraha looks exactly like a human form but it is not a material human body it is inconceivable i am not forced by nature to accept a particular type of body i take on a body by my own sweet will my heart is also spiritual and i always think of the welfare of my devotees therefore within my heart can be found the process of devotional service it is man for the devotees for from my heart i have abandoned irreligion adharma and non devotional activities they do not appeal to me due to all these transcendental qualities people generally pray to me as rishabh dev the supreme personality of godhead the best of all living entities so here it says my transcendental body very clear hmm? so krishna's body it is not subject to maya you know maya cannot touch krishna that's not possible <clears throat> so his body is not subject to old age birth death disease doesn't right so that answers the question If we are preaching, can we compromise on Mangala Arati Prabhu? So let us look at that now. What Prabhupada said. from this we can understand how we have to be very cautious in executing our spiritual duties by observing the rules and regulations and regularly chanting the hari krishna maha mantra if we neglect doing this we will eventually fall down we must rise early in the morning bathe attend mangala aarti and worship the deities chant the hari krishna mantra study the vedic literature and follow all the rules prescribed by the acharyas and the spiritual master If we deviate from this process, we may fall down, even though we may be very highly advanced. You see that point? If we deviate from this process, we may fall down, even though we may be very highly advanced. So there is no question of compromising with the morning program. If someone does that, then spiritually he is digging himself a grave, very dangerous position. So before one, there's no compromisation. Hmm? So no more questions. Oh, one more. The ninth offense 
to the holy name is to instruct the faithless person about the glories of the holy name. But Acharyas have been preaching this glory even to the faithless. Is this right? You know, not a fact they preach to the faithless. They are preaching generally to everyone. So those people who have well, faithless will not come forward to take the message. They just don't go hunting for the faithless. They, they don't do that. They preach very broadly. And if the faithless is there, if he here and he just goes away, you know, usually the faithless will not come, you know. And if he's there, you don't spend time arguing with him day and night to try to go. You don't do that. If it's faithless, we try to avoid. Huh? That should be our, what we say, action. It is should avoid people who are envious and who are faithless. Prabhu, what is the, how does the Nama name Namahat came? I think the name Namahat came from Bhaktivinu Taku. You know. He started preaching this Namahat thing in those times. But now this Namahat, all of them just do only evening program. They don't do morning program. So this is not recommended by Prabhupada. Uh, Prabhupada wanted temple and have a morning program, not evening program. What? Then about delivering Jagai Mada. Yeah, you can deliver all the Jagai Mada. I have no objection. You please go and do and deliver them. Huh? I leave it to you to do the job. It's best that you be careful because one of them attacked Nityananda Prabhu. I hope you don't get broken skulls, you know. So one time in the talk, Prabhupada, you know, I think it was Giriraj, he was speaking to Prabhupada. And he said, you sometimes say that we all should go back. And sometimes you say we should stay and preach and deliver everybody. Prabhupada looked at him and said, you please go back. You know, so firstly, we must know our position. And we cannot try to be... Uh, situating ourselves in a very exalted Uttama Adhikari platform or, um, you know, even Madhya platform. And if we have not acquired that status, so we do what we can do. Because there are so many Jagai and Madhais, but we preach generally. And if someone comes forward, then yes, we train them up to further levels. But uh, usually the Jagai and Madhais don't come. They're very difficult to handle. Maybe if you come to come outside India, you will know how Jagai and Madhais are really are. And you can get a taste of them, you know. I remember I was going on Harinam in America some years back. And while we were doing Harinam, they wanted to ram us down by their car the whole party. These are kind of Jagai Madhais are there. And then they were throwing beer cans at us. 
So it's not, uh, you know, like your India, they come and put some garland and put some chandan on your head. As India, maybe, but outside India is a different ball game. All right. Some say Bhaktivinoda Thakur brought the idea, Prabhu, what do you think we can preach in Muslim countries? Yes, I welcome you to go and preach to Muslim countries, if you can go. And if they catch you for offending their Quran, then hang you, then please don't tell that I gave you permission to go and preach. Huh? So please do as you wish. Right? I like book distribution, Arunam, from Bhakta Ayapa to everyone. Like book distribution, Arunam. Muslim countries are not easy to handle. Huh? I know I am preaching in those countries. They can become very nasty and can get you into trouble. So you have to be very careful. Anyway, for now, you are in your place. So you please preach as widely as possible. There are so many innocent people are there. The thing of preaching is this. This is the method of preaching. This is the level of preaching. Very long verse, eh? Okay, here. This is the system. Iswaratad adineshu baliseshu dvasat sucha prema maitre kripo pekchaha yat karoti samatyamaha. An intermediate or second class devotee called Matyama Adhikari offers love to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Is a sincere friend to all the devotees of the Lord, shows mercy to the ignorant people who are innocent and disregard those who are envious of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is the method. He worships the Lord, is friendly to the devotees, he shows mercy to the ignorant, and those who are envious, he avoids them. This is how we should apply our preaching skills. Right. No more. Okay, there's no more questions. I guess you, anybody else got anything else to say or ask or anything? Oh, some one more question. Two more questions. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Mm. 
All right. So I guess I have to sign off from you. I'm very fortunate to be able to be uh, spending time with you and having your association. I am uh, very much uh, fortunate. So now then I have to take leave. Uh, guess Thank you, Shambhu. Always contact Whatever us. we have to say, you have said, Prabhu. <laughs> <laughs> you have said whatever we have to say. <laughs> so, thanks for association. I hope I didn't bore you all with my long talk. No, no, it was very <laughs> valuable, Prabhu. You are fortunate to attend your class. Thanks to Zoom. <laughs> well, Zoom is giving us some message. <laughs> so thank okay. you very much. I guess, thank you everybody. Huh? If you have any private questions, you can always write to me. And if you want to ask some other things, you are, I'm always available. Huh? So thank you again. All glory to Shri Prabhupada. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How to stop recording? Yeah, stop here. That is okay. Yeah, you what? can end the uh, yeah, you stop pause the recording. Yeah.